0: Hey everyone, this is Mark with Speak Brave Podcast. Welcome everyone to the show. Today I have a special guest and I think you will enjoy this interview and because I always do every time I have a chance to speak with this uh, gentleman. So I'd like to introduce you to my friend, uh, Mark Green. Uh, Mark Green is a um, best-selling author. He has uh, two published books. He is also a resilience and transition coach for veterans all across the United States. And his company's his name is Silver Boots. So please welcome Mark. Hey, thank you, Mark.
1: So I I uh, I was asked to come on to talk to Mark today about what I do and why I do it and uh, what that experience has been like uh, for me in the last year since I left the service. Right. And I spent 34 years in boots. So going from private all the way to lieutenant colonel was quite an experience. Right. I. I was a kid that grew up in Missouri that didn't really have a lot growing up. We mm-hmm. were we lived in a little mobile home in a small rural town in Missouri. And my mom had multiple marriages. We lived on welfare. You know, we were one of those families that was always difficult mm-hmm. to to get to that next thing. You know, I, I, I wore hand me down clothes and so I didn't have a lot growing up. And then I when I joined the army I shifted my thinking. Mm-hmm. Um but that didn't start just because the Army. It started kind of prior to that. Mm-hmm. I had met a karate instructor in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And he told me one day as a, as a brown belt, as I went up through the ranks, that I could be a champion. Mm. Well, it was a seed. Mm-hmm. He had planted a seed in me that said I could be more than what I thought I was. Right. And that was the first time in my life somebody really believed in me. Mm-hmm. Because all the adversity that was going on around me was like one of those you know, this is impossible for me to be able to do some of the things I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So as the Army career went on, I realized that, hey, I am good at mm-hmm. following the rules, doing what needs to be done to get to the next step, to get to the next promotion, to go to the next school. And I started applying those principles that I learned in Taekwondo as a young athlete, mm-hmm. and then I found out that they needed athletes to become a part of the national team. Mm-hmm. So I trained Got selected and became part of the first ever Army Taekwondo team which mm-hmm. was great because I, I did I was doing something I loved mm-hmm. and I was able to go to two national championships work on my skills as a, as a Taekwondo fighter mm-hmm. and still be a warrior at the same time for the Army mm-hmm. so I was at Fort Bragg in the mm-hmm. 82nd Airborne and I got to I actually got to split my day and go to the boxing gym Mm -hmm. where buster douglas used to train Mm -hmm. um uh, at uh, on on, at the at the um the the gym there and we were able to go and do what i loved half a day Mm -hmm. until the events would happen and then we they would army would pay us to fly somewhere and then fight and then come back so it was great yeah i got the best of both worlds i got to feel important and be part of the all-americans which Mm -hmm. is a a huge huge thing for a lot of paratroopers to be part of that elite group Mm -hmm. and then also to be a warrior and a fighter Mm -hmm. so my life started out that way Mm -hmm. Um,
0: I think you have an incredible story Mark and I think I always like to learn more about the people that I meet on the podcast and the different uh, through my work and through different speeches so I always want to know about my guests, and you have such a an incredible wealth. I mean, <laughs> thirty-four years in service, right? Mm-hmm. Thirty-four years. Yeah. I mean, that's that's remarkable, isn't it? <laughs> You've probably seen some things that um, really touched you. Is there anything that you'd like to share or comment that that stands out? Uh,
1: I think I think the most important thing that I really what I really learned most from the military is discipline. You this know, like, okay. the, like you know, following Army values and doing the things that are necessary to, to, get, to get things done right. You know, there was plenty of people that did things wrong because I was an inspector general, so I got to listen to all the problems okay. and be a problem solver for those commanders in the field. So I, I really got schooled on all of the problems across the Army, mm-hmm. but I was able to then also apply some of those fixes to my own f- problems that I had right because I dealt with resilience and transition mm-hmm. myself I dealt with the lack of resilience or the lack of being able to transition in properly you
0: or in myself okay.
1: as I left the service because I always you always think you're prepared until you get into a situation where something changes and all of a sudden you realize you're not as prepared as you thought you were you know that's happened more than once in my career mm-hmm. happened when I went to aerosol school I thought I was in shape I get there They're running eight miles at a sprint. Mm -hmm. And when they, you know, and and I was like, well, the second day I went, bent down to make my bunk and I couldn't Mm -hmm. lift my legs back up. I realized I had so much lactic acid in my legs that I couldn't hardly move. And I'm like, how am I going to get through this next 11 days? But I graduated, right? I didn't give up. And I think the the biggest thing I've learned from the military is get back up. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. You know, we were taught that we're taught that if we if we just give up at the first sign of defeat Mm -hmm. then you're never going to win and I think that comes from being an athlete as well as being a soldier and a warrior Mm -hmm. but also adversity because that's why I decided resilience and transition was my path because that you know when you get knocked down you know seven times and you get up eight you're still standing up it doesn't matter you know like and I also realized that it's not the events that have ever happened in my life; it's my response. Mm-hmm. And now that my response is different, mm-hmm. my outcomes are different.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, as we discuss in resilience and different tools you have discovered, right or mm-hmm. acquired uh, that will help you in your business now and helping you mm-hmm. in the in the service, you have this is a it's a sense of duty, right? It's a sense mm-hmm. of um, Purpose that is so much larger than your life could ever be. Correct. What about people who are not in service, who are, for whatever reasons, they're in life and they're struggling? And I want for you to talk about that. Uh, Somebody who is not in service, who lost purpose.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Sure. How how would you help them?
1: Well, I think, first of all, they have to start with where they are. Right. And, you know, the, the baseline real no kidding where are you really not Mm -hmm. what you think you are but what you where you really are Mm -hmm. and not don't candy coat that say it the way that it is and then come up with a plan you know like Mm -hmm. uh, it's like problem solving you know how do you solve a problem well you Mm -hmm. identify the problem you look at possible courses of action you then figure out which one might be best you then you pick it and work on it until the problem is solved. So I think there's processes for everything, and in resilience it's the same way. If you don't have to, if you're not, if you're tired because you don't get enough rest, then rest more. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that you have a subconscious mind that is much more powerful than your regular conscious mind, then learn about it. Mm-hmm. If you don't know something that you don't know about, then go study it. Mm-hmm. Take the time to invest in yourself. The difference between somebody that says, I can't do it versus I can do it is really more just the mindset. Right. It's a mindset that says, no, get rid of the impossible and just use possible as the way to go. Mm-hmm. Because if you say you, it is possible, your mind will start working in the background on how to do it instead of just giving up and saying it's impossible.
0: So if I'm hearing uh, what you're saying is change your language, change your language. But I really really um, thrilled to hear um, your pro- about your process and about things like okay this is your situation
1: mm-hmm.
0: be aware of the situation right and be aware about the reality of your situation um, When you said that, have you encountered a lot of people who are avoiding? Who they who they really are? Is that is that is that where it's coming from?
1: Well, I mean, I think there's a thing called tough love, you know. Tough like,
0: love, okay. So,
1: so you got to think sometimes. Some people will use excuses, or they use blaming, and that will be their that will be their that's the thing that stops them, and they won't want to take accountability for themselves, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I actually call the pro, part of the program that I I have released just recently in the second book, mm-hmm. it I call it resilience with a kick
0: resilience I don't, with a kick I don't
1: mean resilience like uh, you need a kick in the butt which sometimes they do I mean sometimes you need to get up off the sofa you need to change you know get rid of this watching Netflix for 16 hours mm-hmm. you know you have to change what you're doing the actions your actions and your behaviors and your thoughts mm-hmm. and then and then the resilience with a kick on for other people just means hey I'm already up a notch I need to move it up another notch mm. and so resilience is something for every person that it's it, it depends on their story and their situations, their problems, you know, what their goals are, what do they want to really accomplish. Mm -hmm. And that's why I created the curriculum that I did in Mm -hmm. the second book called Warriors Code 001.
0: Yeah, and we'll have the links to your books through Amazon, through Mm -hmm. your website, through Mm -hmm. your social media contacts that people would like to get in contact with you and work with you. Mark, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Who are your role models right now? Oh, do you? I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What do you look up to now? Um, and half.
1: Well, I mean, just recently, I have partnered with the Seven Figure uh, speakers, speakers Empire mm-hmm. because I believe that becoming a, a professional speaker takes it takes investment in yourself. So I've just, I, you know, I've just uh, spent some time with Dan, uh, Dave Van Hoosen mm-hmm. and, uh, and and that team. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think my old Taekwondo mentors are still mentors of mine, even though some of them are not even here any longer. They planted the seeds. Um, you know, all of the mentors that are in the books that I've read that don't know me, right? Uh, Adam Can you Markell talk about and, that? Yeah, Zig Ziglar and some of the others. I mean, I read a book 20 years ago, See You at the Top, Right. And I wore the cover off that book. I mean, that book is scrappy and it's like got tape on it. It's got, I drew a little Superman on the front of it. The thing is just, it's tattered. You know, the pages are falling out, but I still have the book in the bookcase. And the reason why is because it was that first moment when I realized that, wow, I don't have to be an excuses to get where I'm going. I don't I can I can set goals and then write them down and then they can start really becoming true. Right. And one of the things I've learned is like journaling is so incredibly important. Writing down what you want and where you want to go and visualizing how you see yourself you know, 2 years from now, 5 years from now, 10 years from now. Where do you see yourself going? Right. And so Those kind of things have really, those tools have really helped me. And those mentors like that have really been a big part of the mindset shift and changes that I've had. And and I think sometimes it's like when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. You may read something five years ago, and it didn't have any impact. But when you go back and read it a second time, you're now a new person, and now you're picking up on something you might have missed. And every time I listen to something important like that, I'm finding that to be true. Mm -hmm. So it's just really incredibly powerful.
0: Right. Thank you, Mark. I know you are a leader and you are a mentor now, right? Um, Can you talk about some of the mentor work you're doing for others?
1: Sure. Sure. one of the cool things is that we i just spent uh, a couple of a couple of weeks back i spent some time at what was called the military influencers conference and it mm-hmm. was with 400 veteran entrepreneurs in orlando um, vet, veteran owned businesses which they do very really well because they're very disciplined most of the time the, the veterans are very disciplined on you know creating a business running a business mm-hmm. setting things up and scaling those businesses up and so when i spent time with them i realized wow these guys these guys are the guys that I want to also JV with joint venture and partner with in in the future. So like one of the things we're talking about and we have a conversation about just fairly soon is to possibly do an event in Hawaii next year. I own a house there. I grew up in a mobile home, but I own a house in Hawaii, right? I didn't graduate from high school, but now I have a law degree. So, you know, like you don't, you don't, you don't like get that stuff just because you just sit there waiting for something to happen. You have to take action. So like the, even with the thing with Hawaii, You know, finding those teams like um, veteran—it's—I think they're called the Veteran Empowerment, um, V.E.T. Veteran Empowerment um, and Mm Transition—that's the name of the company. I've been talking with them in San Diego. So there's always those joint ventures you can get with to grow and to learn from and to partner with to make yourself uh, a little better along the way if you're an entrepreneur.
0: Right, right. I love that. So we talked about where you came from your mentorship i have a few more questions sure. and the first one uh, that i'd like to know is you're an author of two books mm-hmm. right one of them is a bestseller yes right there's people who are listening to this podcast and they're searching for their message
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they can't. for some reason it takes them
1: <laughs> well you know th-
0: can you, that's you a very, can you give some insight on that it's a
1: very it's a very good point because like one thing I have learned about most people is they have they have in tremendously great stories, mm-hmm. and they're not they're not always they're not always in a position to know how to share it. Right.
0: It's
1: like when you write a book, you know, most of the question is well, how do you write a book first? Because so some people don't understand the book process.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And honestly, I didn't know how to write a book the first time I wrote one either. I just I got the best advice I ever got when I started. And I called this lady from New York who was an editor, and she looked like she had, you know, credentials. And I said, would you please look at this chapter, and I'll pay you for it. And she did it. And she said, she said, okay. She said, now here's my advice. Just sit down and write. Because the story will tell itself. And then worry about chapters and how you set it up and how you spread it out. And let the editors work on that after you've written your story. And don't leave anything out. Put put every put it all on the you know put put it all down because not only is it therapeutic to do that as writing writing especially if you're writing a memoir about yourself or your life it's it just it opens up so much but also the one thing I did find out when I did that is I it made me want to go connect with all of the people that mattered in my life and I reconnected with five or six of them along the way that I had not talked to in twenty years it was just incredibly powerful. And so, you know, writing books is something that I feel is is important. But, you know, people will say they want to write a book, but they never will. They never do. Not that they won't, but they never do. So I always say, if you really, really want to write a book, just sit down and write. Write down, write when you feel like it. And if you don't feel like it, don't write. But just do it. And do a little bit at a time, and then you will find out. It's a a very, very uh, great thing to do, and it really does set you up as an authority in the space that you want to be a part of right.
0: and I'm looking forward to reading your second book uh, and I'm sure I will forward it to uh, my listeners as well mm-hmm. Mark as you looking into what's ahead mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the new path that you're building with intention and commitment and discipline that you bring uh, mm-hmm. to this new to this new path what are the next things that you would like to see happen And um, how can people help you make that a reality?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, if there's somebody out there wants to pay the bills, I'll I'll take that first. But, you know, honestly, I think think really just setting down and, and, you know, writing out your goals, writing out your goal plan, your mission statement, and, you know, spending the time really focusing on what's important to you. Not what's important to someone else or not following somebody else's shirt tails, but really focusing what's important to you. If you do that, you know, all of the things that I want to accomplish, like being to an international speaking stage um, and speaking in front of 10,000 people at a time, you know, in a country that probably doesn't speak English, you know, or, or, you know, becoming a national bestseller or a a, – or, or even taking my life and turning it into a movie. Maybe somebody wants to reach out and say, you know what? Let's option this thing because this is really important. What this guy's done, or where, where he's been, and how he's done it. So, I'm always open to anything because I, I don't limit myself anymore. I used to put myself in a glass box, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, I can't go any higher than this. And I was it was like the it's like the flea. If you ever seen the if you ever heard about the flea experiment where the the fleas were put in the thing and then right. there was a cover and then right. he took the cover off and they only hired they would only jump to the, as high as the thing yeah. was and they wouldn't jump out well i think once we release that that it's like limiting belief when you release that it just you you just grow exponentially and sometimes it's scary i mean you know like it's you there's a fear but i thought you know what if i can jump out of perfectly good airplanes <laughs> Then why can't I go speak on an international stage? Yeah. Why do I need to be afraid of that? Or why do I need to be afraid to write a book? What I'm telling everyone out there is don't be afraid. You know, fear is nothing more than an emotion, mm-hmm. right? We don't have to be afraid to take a step in it, But you got to take action as well. You can't just sit there and go, well, I want better. And everybody raises their hand and says, I, wanna, I want better. But then when it comes time to doing it, they won't take the first step. Mm. But if they need coaches or mentors like myself you know, I'd be happy to take a look at that in the future for, you know, like creating a team of people that have desire to want to do better, be better, and, you know, and grow financially, personally, professionally. But I don't want to take on somebody that really doesn't want to do it. You know, like you have to have a desire to change. Right. And once I know that that's qualified desire, then yes, I'd be happy to to, to engage with someone if they wanted to work that way.
0: Okay. So Mark, thanks Thank you for uh, coming and uh, speaking to us in such, in such a generous way. Um, what is the best way to reach you for the people who, do, who would like to work with you? Sure.
1: I think the best way to reach me is by email, and I will give you the email address. It is stepoutstepup7 at gmail.com. Okay. And I also have a website, and it's a little bit unorthodox because it does not have a dot-com on it. Mm-hmm. It is www. Dot mark.com
0: what mark.com mark.com <laughs> so like as in your name
1: as in my name that's the easiest way to find me
0: i cannot believe it
1: <laughs> it's <is> so true <laughs> it is it's is good
0: well thank you for sharing your thank time Thank you for having me and really we will um return um in a year maybe right. maybe less and just to do a follow-up sure see what you have seen discovered about yourself mm-hmm. and maybe like to share uh, part of that journey with others because i know you will have some listeners and followers and fans reaching out to you which have happened many times on this show as well
1: all right thanks a lot mark
0: thank you mark thank you everyone for listening and don't forget to speak brave